0: It's the full go presented by FanDuel. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit the slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select States.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit the slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row, all electric SUV, the Kia EV9 with available all wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed, that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Chicago everywhere, check it. what up world you're listening to the full goal with jason golf presented by the ringer
0: a spotify original yeah yeah. welcome on in to local angle shout out to all of our FanDuel tv folks how y'all feeling out there this is the full goal with jason golf brought to you by the ringer of course spotify is the gang we do this thing every sunday every tuesday and every thursday or sometimes we do it when there's an emergency pie that is needed. I think this week uh, will be one that we will be talking about on some baseball things. But this is Sunday, and Sunday is for the football. And the football was here in our face. Let me tell y'all something right now. Everybody, I, I went and picked up some food on the south side. Shout out to Griffin and Flavors. Delicious Belizean food, right? I went and picked up some food after the game today. And my man greets me at the door. I always say what's up to he makes me at the door. He says, you know what, Jay? I can't wait to hear the pod tonight. I can't wait to hear you talk about what's going to happen between Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan. And all I could do is shake my head because at that point, I really didn't have much to say. It, it was all right there for you. And boy, I just want to make sure that everybody understands one thing going into this. Okay? You know, in basketball, when you bring guys off the bench, the one thing they can't do, you, you ask them to to you know cut into a lead for another team or increase on a lead that you have of your own right the one thing you can't do is let that lead increase by the other team or mess around and not have the firepower to extend the lead in pitching in baseball right you, you throw somebody in there out of the bullpen the one thing that you ask out of the bullpen for them not to do is what walk people because when you walk people it leads to scoring runs I don't know why it is so hard for everyone to understand the one thing that you can't have a backup quarterback doing. I don't care if they are young. I don't care if they are old. One thing you can't have a backup quarterback doing is turning the football over. Tyson Bajit now has six turnovers in the three games that he has started. Okay. And, and and all I have to say is the dude has been put in a bad spot. I said this last week, and people jumped on it. What, what bad spot are you talking about? He's running the offense as well as Justin Fields ever could run the offense. Well, you know what I blame that on? I blame that on uh, people hating excellence these days, people thinking that everything is for every man or every person or every everybody can achieve at the highest levels. No, no, no. The achievement in this entire story from day one, from day one, the achievement of this entire story about a Division II undrafted quarterback making an NFL roster was the fact that he made an NFL roster. And over the course of the last three weeks, the, the Justin Fields conundrum, along with the Luke Getzy, uh confusion that you may have as a fan in terms of, is this guy good at his job? Because I see glimpses where he might be decent. For instance, the first half of this game, right? We've seen enough of Lou Getze inconsistently be consistent enough at calling plays, right? Where it's like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look, look at the Raiders game. And that's what this all stems from. We have been so clouded as a fandom when it comes to the most important position in all of sports that once we get a little nip, right, once we get a little taste, a little something that looks like it could be moving, huh? a game manager who all of a sudden doesn't know how to manage a game, which is all you ask a backup quarterback to be, right? Tyson Bajan has moved like a dude who was ready for this moment. But guess what? The filters that are in place... And that's why I get back to hating excellence. The filters that are in place. Everybody wants to find the, the, the dude that nobody drafted or the 199th pick in the draft, right? Or the Tom Brady, the next one, the, the next Brock Purdy. Until you see why guys get filtered out of the process. There are reasons why dudes don't become starting NFL quarterback prospects. Not even starters, but I'm talking about prospects. There's a filtration process that happens from the moment they start playing Pop Warner football and 707 football and high school football and college football. And guess guess who got all, through all those filters? All those filters. The same guy that a lot of Bears fans, fans right now don't think is a starting quarterback in Justin Fields. So you mean to tell me? The guy that got through all of those filters, whether it be high school, you know, player of the year, whether it be college transferring to Ohio State and becoming what he did in the Big Ten. Right. Whether we, whether we see him go up against Alabama or Clemson on the biggest stages so we could throw away the misnomer that maybe just maybe the Big Ten competition was all he was excelling against. He got through all of those filters, and then he landed on our shores here in the city of Chicago, and we went crazy, rightfully so, because we haven't had one of these. The guy that got through all those filters in year two and a half now is still being questioned, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm not saying that you don't have the ammo. I'm not saying that you don't have the evidence to. But what I'm saying is, if that guy who's made it through all those filters gets to this point, And looks like this. Why are you surprised when a person who couldn't make it through all those filters gets to this point and can't do the same? It's not rocket science, man. And the people like we have gotten so um, we've gotten so interested in the debate and so interested in the arguments that sometimes we don't zoom out and just take a look at. It is what it is. Tyson Bajan is a terrific story, a terrific character. Love the fact that he addresses the podium and he addresses the media in a way that is both enlightening and encouraging for his future. But when it comes to being out there on the field, the one thing that a backup quarterback can't do is give the football to the other team. The Bears played in their territory. Both offense and defense for the entire second half until the fourth quarter. The first half of that football game, and let me say this too, the New Orleans Saints are not a good football team. You get five turnovers and eight penalties from the Chicago Bears, and you only win by one score with a rookie undrafted Division II backup quarterback in as the starter. You, you Listen, that thing for, for some of the names that are on that team, that that is some mid. If I ain't never seen mid before, that is all sticks, all stems, all seeds. I'm telling you now, that Saints thing ain't shit. But for us to watch this and for us as Bears fans to, to get a little glimpse of something, you know what it is? It's like the it's like the guy or girl that's really close to you that is they, they can't stop getting into bad relationships and all of a sudden somebody comes along that holds a door open for them or gives them a compliment. And it's like, look at this. The rest of the league is sitting there like, hey man, that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> they're supposed to be able to do that. Meanwhile, we get a quarterback that can walk and chew gum at the same time. His dad is a 28-time arm wrestling world champion. And we're like, oh, story's printed and pressed for me. I am good with it. Let's roll. And then we find out that he's got some issues when it comes to anticipation. He's got some issues when it comes to arm strength. And you saw that over the course of the entire New Orleans Saints game. Now, DJ Moore didn't have his best game, right? The fumble, there was it was a, a miss block, the same thing that we chastised Chase Claypool for in week two. He he fell short of and got our guy Bayless Jones blown up, right? There were guys who were making uh, it harder for Tyson and Bajan around him they found Darnell Mooney once again right finally Darnell Mooney showed up and then in the second half he didn't get the football Deontay Foreman looks like he's the best running back on the team but all I am all I am detailing for you is the plays that aren't made around Tyson Bajan are a lot more glaring than the plays that aren't made around Justin Fields because he made it through all the filters. This dude has played above and beyond a lot of the talent around him. And when you throw a guy in there who hasn't made it through those filters but has beat out PJ Walker and has become a darling of the coaching staff, then damn right he's going to get a chance. But when he gets a chance and you get tape on him and arm strength and some of these things are put to the test, you have what you have. There's no way in hell you can win a football game with five turnovers. It's damn near impossible. The Saints played a horrible football game and still won it because the Bears were undisciplined. They weren't secure with the football, and they had way too many penalties for a team that struggles. The Montez Sweat introduction, I'm all for it. I like it. He looks different than anybody on the defensive line. I'm looking forward to him with more than three practices under his belt. But this thing, hey, listen, glad he got signed. We'll talk about that in the second segment, along with some other things. But, hey, don't be surprised. You shouldn't be surprised if you're a Bears fan at what you saw. This is not how this story goes. This is no made-for-TV movie. Guys don't get the entire process through in terms of college scouting, Everybody misses on you there. Then you go play in, in the in the all-star games. Everybody misses on you there, and nobody drafts you. And then you expect it to be thrown in in your rookie year and succeed. Can he Can he process an offense? Probably so. We've seen it. I like some of the stuff that Tyson Bajan has done. But we are getting into these weird camps and these weird factions now of Fields or Bajan. Guess what, guys? I think they might be independent of each other and there might be a chance that both of them aren't starter quarterbacks. There might be a chance that both of them are less than starter quality, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather go to war with the dude who has made it through some of those filters and can athletically play above some of the things that maybe just maybe his processor can't play above. Tyson Beijing can have all the processing mechanics that you want. He can have the command of the offense. He can tell you what all the route concepts are looking like. And the only thing that he doesn't have is the relationship with some of these players that he's throwing the football to. We see he's established that with Cole Komet, had himself another Cole Komet cluster game where he has two touchdowns and then you up at the end of the season he's got six and all six of them came in three games he's established those relationships but guess what when it's time to throw a back shoulder when it's time to throw an out route I'm not talking about these lollipop balls that are in the air for seven seconds that he's throwing everything his hips and shoulder and everything into I'm talking about the NFL throws that have to be made when guys are covered D2 ain't open (laughs) all right The D2 throws ain't open, and we're finding that out. So as a Bears fan, I want everybody out there to take a deep breath, and he's not supposed to be good. He's not, and it's okay that he's not supposed to be good. Just because he's the next one, and he's not the one that you stopped hating just now or a couple of weeks ago doesn't mean he's the guy. You're putting him in a bad position. Seriously. (laughs) like Tyson Bajanson not supposed to succeed. And if he does, he's the outlier that then proves the rules. That's all it is. We watched this young man have all the charisma and have all the guts and have all the moxie and all these other things that you want to throw around. But guess what? He gave the football to the other team four times today. I heard ex-coaches say he wouldn't start another game for me. That's how egregious it is. And you might say, well, Justin Fields gets to do it. Guess what? Justin Fields made it through all those filters that we're talking about. The upside is more so there with a guy who is Big Ten Player of the Year, (laughs) a guy who ran for the most yards in NFL history at the position, a guy who coming into this week with injury in two games has 11 touchdowns and six interceptions. Tyson Bajan has started a few games now. He has the same amount of interceptions. Come on, y'all. This ain't that hard. This ain't that hard. Just because you don't like the last guy doesn't mean the next guy is Mr. Right. We got a lot more for you. Like I said, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, and we got emergency pods in case something happens. This is the Full Go podcast. I am Jason Goff. Shout out to all the FanDuel TV people out there. We'll talk to you next time here on The Local Angle. We'll be back with more of the Full Go with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Plus, all customers get three months of NBA league pass courtesy of FanDuel when they place a $5 bet on the NBA. I got three game parlay for you all on Monday night action. We got the Utah jazz who are playing the Chicago bulls jazz a plus four. I like Lowry marketing. I think this is going to be a revenge game. And I think the bulls are still trying to figure some things out. So I got the jazz plus four. We got the nuggets and the Pelicans in Denver. Nuggets are minus six. Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray's out with a hamstring, so that number might be a little bit closer for a lot of people's liking, but I like the Nuggets. I think they're a well-oiled machine, and even with Reggie Jackson filling in for Jamal Murray, I think they're going to get it done. So I like the Nuggets minus six. And the Boston Celtics are at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Boston's travel has been a little tough lately, but... The, the only unbeaten team as the time we're taping this in the NBA, Jason Tatum is on a tear. They're scoring 70 points and a half regularly these days. So I like the Celtics minus four. So our three game parlay for Monday night action, I got the jazz plus four, the nuggets minus six and the Boston Celtics minus four. You know you can bet on everything on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and watch all the action as you bet on point spreads and player props, same game parlays, and so much more. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly, so don't miss your chance to get $150 in bonus bets plus three months of NBA League Pass. Just visit FanDuel.com slash FullGo. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O and tip off the NBA season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Limit one pass per customer. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply.
1: The Full goal with Jason Golf.
0: Yeah, you know, I could have came in this joint with my my hair on fire, or what little hair that I have left on fire, and screaming to the hills about the the bears are they're breaking my heart. And, nah, man, this is <laughs> this is a bad football team that I thought more of than I probably should and this is a bad coaching staff. We talked about it last pod. You, you lose any more coaches here, you're going you gonna to have to start bringing the alumni back. Huh? You're going to have to hit up Peanut. You're going to have to hit up LB. You're going to have to hit up Alex. You know, take Alex off the field. Well, then Alex would probably have to change his tune about Justin Fields if, if he was added to the coaching staff. I can't wait for Tuesday. My man AB, he was on that football after show set. Stewing, boy. He had his Tyson Bajon shirt on and everything. Like, this is the thing, man, and I hope I... I hope it was verbalized in the first segment properly. You know, sometimes I have a, a tough time relaying exactly what I'm thinking to y'all. I just get it out and hopefully the words are conveyed in the uh, w- w- with the uh, the intent that I had intended upon. But I, I, it's not like I don't like the dude. Everything there's everything there is to like about him. Right? like y'all heard me talking about him in preseason like this is my dude he's got a, you know he's he's a white quarterback with a with an arm sleeve he's got to be special they don't allow that <laughs> like, like, like Pop Warner coaches high school coaches <laughs> college coaches like hey let me, let me go ahead and put you at wide receiver you don't look a uh, CEO like you know you, you don't look like you're leadership material around these parts young Tyson and he goes on to throw for a bajillion yards in college and did what he had to do right at each level but man like i said them filters are real fellas y'all know the vibes you know the vibes you know when you you didn't seen some things through a filter or two and then you pull up you know and he's like oh thank god these margaritas are five dollars a pop because <laughs> these filters boy they, they be lying to you <laughs> you got to make it through the filters man he, you know, there's certain filters that he didn't make it through, and those things are glaringly obvious when it comes to like we talked to uh, was uh, Catherine Terrell, right? We talked to her last pod about who was going to make some plays, and she mentioned that secondary. Well, guess what? It's a pro secondary. Tyron Matthew is 97 years old, and he's still back there. Marcus May is a, is an up and coming player. Marshawn Lattimore is a ball hawk. Like they they alter they they got dudes back there. They got playmakers and everybody's all conference, right? Everybody's all, you know, all, all high school area team. Like all these dudes are the man. So the filters that these guys have to get, I think sometimes, and this is why it's hard to have these conversations. (sighs) I'm going to take you guys behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, It's hard to have these conversations with fans who haven't, been around the business for a long time because they think everything is equal right they think okay this player looked like this and the uh, the next player looked like that so it must be equal in terms of their performances and those are the conversations that i just back out of they happen a lot at the barbershop all right they have they happen a lot at family functions and you're like yeah man you got it and then you get to the the real nitty-gritty of it like there's a lot of things that have to be made up for when you have a lesser player in a role of importance. So a lot of things that have to be made up for, right? I don't care what you call. There are not going to be many clean pockets in the NFL. So, do you have the shiftiness? Do you have the, uh, the acceleration? Can you, can you make plays with your feet? Tyson Bajan showed that, but after it stopped being seven on seven and a, a team that is, is, is in man a whole bunch started to drop back in some zone looks after that field got a little compressed. I mean, they didn't <laughs> – the, the Bears' defense, I'd love to talk about another flu's defense giving up 24 more points, but I think they played their asses off. You know, that, that Bears defense hung tough with a team who had a bunch of op- options on offense, right? Like Chris Olave is a player, right? Michael Thomas isn't what he used to be, but he's still a target. Alvin Kamara, I was surprised, didn't have a bigger impact on the game, but he's still a weapon out there. And and Derek Carr gets the football to people that he need to get the football to. Now, this whole Taysom Hill thing, y'all, hey, listen, in our, in our year 2023, I did not – think that I would be sitting here in, what is this, week week 10? Is this week 10 or week 9? Week 9, week 10. I did not think we'd be sitting here watching a game where Taysom Hill and Tyler Bajan are key contributors and offensive factors in an NFL football game. I did not. I did not. Which Which makes me think, man, like, y'all been lying to us a long time about this quarterback position how hard it is like like, like at some point you know we're we going to have to really recalibrate what we think about the quarterback like we always do the whole golden glamour boy all the, the, Amer- the all American kid the, the, the man next door you know the, 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 the kid who, who raked the leaves for the entire yard saved other kids from, from fires in the school playhouse and all this other shit hey it seems like <laughs> it seems like if you you are a quarterback all you gotta do is complete a few passes and be able to run around a little bit and you find yourself a job because Taysom Hill now for the last what seven eight years we still treat Taysom Hill like he is 24 years old Taysom Hill is 32 years old and still got a gig as a gadget quarterback and I love it because when you know when anybody signed there like whether it was Jameis who signed there after the, the the Tampa Bay debacle or Derek Carr this year they gotta be like so uh how many wildcat plays do I have to take off and act like I like it? Huh? Like arm. And I'm sure incentives are tied to touchdown passes. You got a touchdown pass thrown on you by Taysom Hill. But like I said, short fields, short fields, you can't have it. It's like a reliever walking batters. It's like a backup point guard who comes in and you can't trust him with the basketball and he's turning it over left and right. You just can't have it. You can't have it. I can have that for my starters because I know that there are plays that I expect them to make. There are plays that you don't expect Tyson Bajan to make, but the plays that he can't make, that's also got to be on the menu too. Right? Right? And Dave wants that man. You know, Dave. Why do understands the the plight of a coach getting fired? And y'all might think it's, you know I'm making jokes right now, but that's that's what Matty Eberflus is staring down right now. Yeah, everybody's talking about what's gonna happen on Thursday Night Football. I will tell y'all right now, if Justin Fields can feel his thumb, he is starting on Thursday Night Football against the Carolina Panthers. I can tell you that right now. There's no way in hell you can look at the other 52 people in that locker room if you're Matt Eberflus and say, we're going with the dude who turns the football over more so than the guy that was slated to be the number one quarterback on this team. I don't give a shit how many touchdowns he's thrown for. I don't care how many plays that he has made or made against the Las Vegas Raiders who, by the way, we kind of look at the Bears' two wins and how fugazi those two things are. Those two teams changed the future of their franchises the following two weeks, think about it. The Washington Commanders messed around and traded their their defensive bookends, dudes who they invested money and high draft picks in after they lost to the Bears. The Las Vegas Raiders damn near had a mutiny, and and Devontae Adams stood in front of every camera that he possibly could and was like, this this shit ain't good. (laughs) And maybe a change of scenery is needed. Mark Davis looked him right in the face like, nope, maybe a change of head coach is needed. Those are the two teams that you've beaten so far this year. So this thing is woefully, woefully falling short of all of our expectations. But to think that a Division II undrafted free agent was going to come out of nowhere and be the guy going... That's the other thing, too. Take Justin Fields out of the equation, y'all. Take him out of the equation. Say Justin Fields is not going to be a Chicago Bear, which I think might be the case still. You know the kind of games that Justin Fields has to have down the stretch for anybody to to change their opinions so... so, so reflexively that that he is considered the starting quarterback going forward. Hell, you've seen every mock draft. Every mock draft has the Bears getting that second and third pick. By the way, the the NFL has to love the fact that Thursday Night Football is going to be played by two of the worst teams in in the game who are going to have two of the top picks in the draft. And also... Two starters who, let's face it, you know, Bryce Young ain't really setting it on fire in Carolina and Justin Fields might be on his way out. Like this is not this is not the commercial for young quarterbacking that the NFL would like to have on center stage or Amazon for that for that matter, you know, I'm sure the Amazon folks are like, all right, you know, can we flex this joint out? Like, can we, can we get some action? All right, can, we get, can we get like Toledo or Northern Illinois? They're always playing on a Thursday or something like that. But yeah, the, the the bears are attached to at the top of every, every single mock draft. And, and the Montez sweat signing. Hey, kudos to Ryan polls. When we talk about the second round pick being too pricey, guess what you have to do when you have no leverage and you're struggling. <laughs> You got to pay the Piper. Sometimes you have to overpay. Do I think it's an overpay? We'll see what edge rush is going to be getting two or three years from now. You know, I I do, and I will say this, Montez Sweat got a couple of pressures, affected Derek Carr a couple of times. I do cringe, and this has nothing to do with him. This is my own PTSD as a Bears fan, but I do cringe, y'all, when I hear a dude is a terrific run uh, run stopper, uh, a great edge setter, you know, because that's usually what they say about defensive ends when they're not getting to the quarterback like they should. Like, you know, like, remember Jadavion Clowney? Like, oh, man, three years in when we knew he wasn't going to be getting 15 sacks a a, a year, 12 and a half, 13 sacks a year. It was like, oh, but, boy, he know how to set that edge, don't he? Huh? Huh? Davion against the run he'll he'll mess around and make it second and nine on you like no nah, we, we ain't we ain't paying you 15 16 17 million dollars a year to to fuck around and, and, and make it second and nine we paying you to put the quarterback on his ass and, and bring the other dude in here who ain't shit and we can intercept him all day long oh by the way this is the fourth game of the bear season that they haven't forced a turnover so this is a failure on, on all levels on all levels Like, even defensively in a game where I can't really put it on them, I can. (laughs) Because you didn't take the ball away and there was a bunch of penalties. Even though they played without Tremaine Edmonds, and by the way, man, just... (laughs) Jack Sanborn is as fun a football player to watch as, as the Bears have on their team. Like, I love DJ Moore. I love watching him play. I, I love watching Deontay Foreman run the football these days, but Jack Sanborn is just like a possessed baby out there, right? Like, he is just chasing everything down. You ever, you ever play, like, you ever, not not just hide and seek, but you ever play, you know, you ever, like, have a baby chase you, and, you know, you hit an angle on him real quick, or you cut a corner, or, you know, you just mess around and throw a chair down in front of them so they could trip and fall and you know something like that Uh, maybe nobody else did that last one I know I used to do it all the time with Jay just just throw a little something right in front of him see what that see what that agility is looking like and and, hey guess what y'all it's paid off my guy has a six pack and he is the greatest gymnast on his Thursday afternoon or Thursday night practices so you know it worked huh you know, uh, I'm the, I'm the Joe Jackson of floor gymnastics here in the, <laughs> in the crib. We out here making stars. God damn it. But like, uh, I digress. Yeah, man. I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, Jack Sanborn. Yeah, Jack Jack Sanborn. He's running around like a baby out there, man. He's tackling everything. Like he's making plays. Like i you know, TJ Edwards, you know, he's out there making 14, 15 tackles again. And you're like, all right, cool. Like this bear's defense needs a little umph, at least a little, it needs a zing, right? And that zing has to be from the defensive line. Montez Sweat physically doesn't look like anybody on the defensive line. So that's a you know, that's the start. Like that dude is a specimen. And I'm looking forward to him making plays. Like I, y'all heard me when the deal was made. Hey, can you sign him? If you can sign him, let's move. Let's roll. As a, as, as a group that that you've seen getting no pressure on the quarterback all year long, held for two years straight now. By the way, Jalen Carter, before his back injury, huh? Y'all, y'all, y'all see the plays he was making out there against Dak Prescott and the Dallas
1: Cowboys? Still making plays. Still making plays. sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
0: Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win! Fade
1: to Black! Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original.
0: I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on the Montez Sweat thing. Hey, Ryan Poles, good job. Good job on acquiring uh, a knee player, somebody that's probably going to be more valuable than the second round pick that you gave up. You, You... you, you attach a dollar amount to them. You show the locker room that you're willing to extend players you believe in. You also show Jalen Johnson and some other dudes that, hey, <laughs> if you ain't got your money by now, <laughs> start trying on different uniforms. Start, start getting yourself prepared to be a Seahawk. <laughs> start getting yourself prepared to be, you know, maybe a Steeler or something of that nature because he's, he's giving out. They got the money. You know, they got a whole bunch of cap space. I was surprised. Uh, Jalen Johnson was gone. Uh, you know, seeing him on the injury report, I was surprised he was going day of the game. But the defense played as well as they possibly could play, being put in numerous bad positions by the offense, and namely Tyson Bagent. Um, Luke Getzey, I thought he, I thought he called a, a hell of a first half, you know, and, and also it seemed as if there was like a run disparity in the second half in terms of carries. But I think it was just the rhythm and how they felt because you look at it and the carries were similar to they to what they were in the first half, but in the second half, all the penalties and getting behind the sticks and 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 seemingly it being a second and thirteen far too often. That's another thing too, you know, for all the things that we talked about, Tyson Bajan being able to teach and not we a few people let me let me not do that because we you know i do that far too often where it's like three or four idiots saying something and then we say we to we attach we to it but far too many people for my liking we're talking about things that tyson bejie could teach justin fields hey guess who was holding on to the football a little bit too long today take a guess On second down situations, on third down situations, like just throwing everything out of whack. And then there'll be times where you throw the football away. It's like, okay, so you get it. It's just you do want to make big plays. And that unbridled gunslinger nature that I think is in Justin Fields is also in Tyson Bajan. It's just we're receiving it differently. And on top of it, (laughs) one of these things is just not like the other. That's just it. That's just it. You know, you, you, can, you can walk around all day with, with the love of your life, fellas, and do whatever you want to do. There are certain rooms that I'll even flip the script and make you feel worse about it the love of your life can walk around with you all the time, you know, put you put the nice shirt on you, you know, make sure your shoes ain't all scuffed up and dirty. There are certain rooms that you can't walk into and feel confident and comfortable probably. <laughs> there are certain rooms where it's like, ah, you know what, baby? Uh, this shirt ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Everyone in here is working out on a daily basis. In fact, these are Greek gods that you have surrounded me with and you still gotta be comfortable. You still gotta be secure, right? Like, Tyson Bajan isn't in the room with Justin Fields. So to expect anything different than what we saw, um, I expected him not to turn the football over, right? Because that's what you expect out of backup quarterbacks. But yeah, man, I I hope... I hope a lot of this has been put to bed and I hope we can start to really evaluate the quarterback position and these professionals, young professionals, but professionals nonetheless that have been put in these situations. Stop attaching all the storylines and maybe some of the projections and I'm including in this. I'm including myself in this, some of the projections that we have for success for some of these guys, and just take a look at the brass tacks of what it is. <laughs> can't have backups, and we're starters for that matter, turning over the football, but you definitely, definitely can't have backups doing it. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. You know, a couple of days ago... I really, really had to ask myself why I'm a White Sox fan. And I hadn't asked myself this since, I don't know, shortly after the All-Star break, to be honest with you. I mean, you guys understood what the summer was like here on the full go. Uh, I'm, I wasn't about to sit here and, and and bore you with the details of Sox game after Sox game, especially when they weren't bringing anybody any joy. But now that the team has moved forward this offseason with Chris Getz and now they've added Paul Janish and 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 all the people that that this team and this organization feel they need to remake or overhaul uh, just the overall culture of the organization with names that we're not familiar with with resumes that don't belie the responsibility that they are now getting. All those names and all those faces can change. The results will bear witness, right? We'll see what they're scouting. We'll see what their new ideas of what White Sox baseball should feel like and look like. But I got to tell you all this, man, you know, put the analytics aside, put uh, your consternation that you may have for the way that Jerry Reinsdorf for now Tony La Russa, who, by the way, Tony La name pops up every time somebody gets hired with this organization. That's not by chance. Okay. The fact that the fact that Paul Yannis mentions that Tony Russo is in on some of the organizational meetings still, yeah, come on. Like, <laughs> you might as well pour more salt in the wound for White Sox fans. That's the last thing anybody wants to hear as a White Sox fan. But all that aside, you know, hope is free. And baseball hope is a hope like nothing else because baseball hope, you can start to brew it years in advance because of farm systems and because of young players and because of, you know, watching things that you normally wouldn't watch because you get a, you get an advanced copy of the hope. It's like no other sport. You don't get it in basketball. You don't get it in football and you don't care about it in hockey. Let's keep it funky. All right. If you got an advanced copy of hope in football, you'd be watching some wide receiver on on the Clemson Tigers right now. That's a freshman thinking to yourself, man, He's the property of the Chicago Bears coming up here in a couple of years, all right? If it's basketball, was it Isaiah Collier, the kid at USC? Is it, I think that's his name, right? The point guard that Jay Billis and everybody's raving about. You know, if, you, if you're a Bulls fan, you're like, all right, well, you know, they're they, they starting off two and five, two and four, something like that, you know, mess around for first two picks. Hey, good thing that he is property of the Bulls going forward. I get to watch his college season, and then maybe he jumps into the league, and now you have yourself a... Scoot Henderson kind of, you know, phenomenon or revamping of your foundation. It doesn't happen like that in baseball. It happens like that and it feeds you while the big club is losing, while the big club is taking their lumps, while you're trying to figure out who, who the talent evaluators really are on your team, because you haven't seen the hope come to fruition yet. Tim Anderson represented so much hope for me as a Chicago White Sox fan. He represented hope on a lot of different fronts. He represented hope on the front that did they pick a young athletic player that might actually break through and be a star? Because let's face it, during the Kenny Williams tenure, there were a lot of young athletes taken. A lot of young athletes taken. A lot of dudes who, you know, fit the bill of – quick twitch and, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, just sheer speed and, and, and raw power skills. And, you know, you, you get a center fielder from LSU or you get a Josh, a Josh Fields, you know, not Justin Fields, a Josh Fields, right. You get, you get position players, right. You, you get yourself a, a catcher, right. And Zach Collins who a big strapping young lad. And you're like, all right, they're going to make it to the big club and make some noise. Tim Anderson was the dude who everyone took a look at first round. Remember when the major league baseball, well, it still is a nothing, but it's become more of a something in terms of the television aspect of it. One of the first ones I got a chance to watch was Tim Anderson being handed a hat and saying, this is your new Chicago White Sox second baseman. Shortstop. We watched Tim Anderson grow and also understand from a different aspect and a different viewpoint that Tim Anderson was one of the few American black baseball players who had a chance at stardom and was going to embrace it in a way that a lot of them don't get a chance to, you know, Mookie Betts going to the all-star game and saying, and wearing the shirt saying, make baseball fun again. And then talking about all the reasons why it might be waning in communities that, that we don't see represented was huge. But what Tim Anderson was doing was doing it from a different angle, a different uh swag standpoint, like a different vibe. He wasn't about the the promotion of it. He wasn't about uh the eyes because you know he's he's a fiercely private dude, and he's a you know he's an old school southern cat too when you when you really get down to it. But to watch Tim Anderson rise through ranks. And then make it to the big club and see that he had the hit tool that was going to keep him on the big club and also make some noise. Defensively, there was always, you know, questions, whether it be range or arm strength, but he got to baseballs. He he played a requisite enough second. I'm sorry, shortstop that his his bat was going to really, really make some noise. And then. You get the Iowa game, right? You get the game against the Yankees. You get the buzz about this team building. You get the comparisons and the conversation in the Sports Illustrated piece to Jackie Robinson. And all that pressure and all those things began to mount. And I thought not only Tim Anderson, but the Chicago White Sox were up to the task. I remember telling people in 2018, 2017, that in 2020, you watch out. Because this White Sox team was going to have an open and viable window of sustainable success that only, only we'd seen, what, twice now? <laughs> in, our, in our generation, hell, in our baseball lives. The White Sox in the early aughts, and of course the Cubs in 2016. So, to take a look at it in 2023... Three years into what should be that window, and see now that Tim Anderson won't be resigned, is a free agent, and now has assumingly so moved on, it really, really sucks, man, because just like that hope that you have for a couple of years, hoping that your team is going to make the right moves, hoping that Michael Kopech is going to pan out, hoping that Dylan Cease is going to pan out, hoping that Eloy Jimenez is going to pan out, hoping that Luis Robert, by the way, you're two years now into wasting what is going to be a superstar prime of Luis Robert. Hoping, just hoping that Lance Lynn can be like John Lester was for the Chicago Cubs on the north side of town when you just add that, that veteran Starting bulldog pitcher to a rotation and say go out there and win his be- baseball games. Hoping that acquiring a, a bullpen and acquiring a closer like Liam Hendricks is one of the final, final moves before your AL Central and hopefully American League dominance. We're supposed to be three years into that window and seeing Tim Anderson move on now with all the things surrounding him whether it be some of the stuff that unfortunately we became privy to in his personal life, whether it be the Josh Donaldson thing, whether it be the fact that after his knee injury, never really moved the same like he, like he did beforehand. It just sucks, man. Like I've seen a lot of things said about the Tim Anderson era. And, you know, we get into this weird place as fans where we don't have maybe enough human empathy and more so professionally, just the, how hard this is, man. Like how goddamn hard it is for you on a nightly basis, whether you're having a good time of it at home, whether everybody in your life is healthy, whether uh, your coworkers are communicating with you and, 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 and bringing you along the way they should be, whether you're leading them the correct way, no matter what, you got a nightly referendum and the results are right there on the scoreboard, no matter what, You've got an aggregate amount of stats that will pile up at the end of the season that tell the story of, did you perform your job? The White Sox for the last three years have been underwhelming to say the least. And now that new hope is being asked for, I got to be honest with you, it is damn hard because everything that was tied into what this time and this run should have been, it started with that hope that you didn't see. It started with watching baseball games with the with the Charlotte Knights and the Birmingham Barons and seeing Luis Robert on Instagram and having having to watch grainy, uh, you know, tape <laughs> of him in batting practice, understanding that at some point this guy is going to be on the south side hoping that Eloy Jimenez could stay healthy so you can get the 35 home runs and 110 RBI and the the crazy slash line that a healthy, healthy... This dude was billed as Little Poppy. Like, those hopes. Dylan Cease in the Cy Young candidacy and hoping it didn't mess with his arm and hoping you'd get more innings out of him in his sophomore year... Well, not his sophomore year, but the year after the Cy Young candidacy. Hoping at some point Michael Kopech could just stay healthy long enough and just have command of his stuff long enough so that all that talent could come together. It sucks when it's not paid off, but it sucks even more when it doesn't feel like it ever, ever launched. This White Sox thing feels like we got a couple of glimpses of it. The Houston Astros series, eh, those don't even feel like the real introduction that this team should have had to that stage. And all the things that have gone along with it, all of the things, the Tony La Russa hire, the firing of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams in the middle of the season, the hiring of a guy that nobody was going to receive the way that I think White Sox organizational staff members would have hoped in Chris Getz. Now this Giannis conversation, and then, of course, the fact that Tony La Russa has come up again in conversations and meetings and decision-making roundtables, if that is the truth, none of this stuff sits well with White Sox fans. And all you're left to hope is they'll do something in free agency. Maybe a couple of kids will come up and fill in that right field and second base and shortstop now need that you have. But it's hard. It's hard to muster up that hope as a White Sox fan because a guy that was going not only be the face of the White Sox, but one of the faces of baseball and definitely the face of black baseball. I don't understand if y'all understand how important that is. Guys like Mookie Betts, those cats are very, very important. So the fact that Chicago was going to have one of their own in that pantheon of baseball players And now, in a short two-year span, it has all been relegated to baseball dust. It's as if none of that stuff mattered while it was happening, and it sucks. Maybe I'm being too syrupy or too sappy about it, but it really does suck when you don't get the payoff, and I'm sure the, the, the players feel the same way, but it does suck as a fan when you don't get the payoff for something that seems so sure. Like, none of this stuff is confirmed, none of it is guaranteed, but man, does that hope feed into everything you wanted to as a sports fan, because you know you're going to get your payoff. I feel like this week was the payoff for a bad two years. Sometimes the payoff isn't good. Sometimes you're still old. I don't know if you're old anything as a White Sox fan, but... We can put it into this chapter because Tim Anderson now being in another baseball uniform after what we expected of this era of White Sox baseball, it's a fitting end. and seemingly there's no hope for now. Is Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say, yeah. Yo, you listening to the Fool golf podcast with my man, Jason golf. It's your boy, Dave Jeff. holla at y'all. Much this this has been episode three eleven of the Full Go podcast. Thank you to everybody involved. Thanks to the Bears, huh? For for giving us the content that they always give us, man, man, man. And y'all be kind to Tyson Bajan out there. Okay. You know, he's he's, he's just he's just a workmanlike guy, you know. That's that's what happens, man. We give everybody these everyman dreams, and then all of a sudden you get to see an everyman at the position. <laughs> But shout out to Tyson Bajan. Shout out to the Bears. Thank you so much, Bears, for the content. Bears take another tough one on the chin. Uh, Two and seven now. Two and seven. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. Next pod, don't you miss it. Don't you dare. We got Alex Brown joining us. Good old number 96. We'll get his breakdowns of what happened. Bears. Oh my God. Saints. That's one of those games too. That's one of those weird games where you don't remember it three years after and you go like, oh yeah. Remember Bears Saints? When Tyson Bager turned the ball over four times and people stopped believing. Yeah, I remember that time. But yeah, Bears Saints has always been a weird game. Weird matchup. Never really a good quarterback performance by the Bears. And you know, in keeping in Bears tradition, they continue you that so we'll talk to alex brown on tuesday about that we'll jump more into some bull stuff because hey hey <laughs> It's getting late early. <laughs> it's getting late early. That math problem we talked about all off season, rearing its ugly head again. So we'll talk about that and more. Um, they uh, they got Lowry and the Jazz coming up. So we'll uh, we we'll, we'll jump into that, and then they get the chance to go up against the rest of the NBA, which that, the schedule makers don't love. The Bulls off top, they they don't, and that's fine. You know, send them through a sawmill early, see if they come out. Uh, but we'll get into that stuff on Tuesday. Uh, we'll, we'll also. Uh you know, hear what Tyson Bajan had to say we'll hear what Matt Eberflus had to say in the Monday press conference who will the starting quarterback be uh, like I said if it's if Justin Fields has a thumb I think he will be starting because Thursday night football will be right around the corner so we kind of got to do like a review and preview pod on Tuesday so be in touch and in tune for that we will talk to y'all on Tuesday with all of those things on the docket and whatever happens from now until the pod want to thank our production staff as always the shadowy figure that is known as Steve. the exceptional one Kyle Williams the chief vibes officer himself Chris Sutton and of course paternity Poppy and our guy Tony Gill Uh, for the fellas I'm Jason Goff thanking you so much for downloading this thing thanking you for following us on the socials appreciate y'all for rating and reviewing this thing giving it the five stars you know it needs if not we will see you in the streets as always we leave you with this take care of each other be safe and remember to stay sucker free we will holler at y'all on Tuesday night peace Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text
1: H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. All right. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower, what's next? Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.